welcome to the Axel Money Podcast on the Liberty Block. I'm here with the wonderful Kate Axelman this time, and we're back for episode three. I'd like to discuss essentially Economics 101, and especially focusing on the uh, wages, so salaries of employees, and explaining how the basics of economics and the most important rule of economics, which is a rule that, again, it's not an opinion, it's not debate, it's a rule of almost like gravity or, or physics in general. It's a rule that's logic and can't really be uh, disproven. And that rule is supply and demand. And that rule is the, the basics of value production, supply and demand, logic, and human behavior. So we're going to go over the basics. We'll go over a certain claim, and then we're going to review some articles and studies and talk about just the logic at the end of it. Someone earlier told me that the, the gender wage gap is real. Um, Again, they weren't exposed to any education to the counter argument, so that's fine, and it's very common. And this person believed the leftist lie that socialists spew in order to get more votes that says that women make 77 cents for every dollar that men make for, for the same hourly rates. In your experience, in your woman, in your experience, the women make less per hour than men in any job that you've been at. No, I've been in the food industry I've been in medical field. I've also been now. I'm transitioning to a different field. Nothing is based out of gender. And what when I was working in McDonald's before, I had the same starting pay as someone else's, um, regardless of what their gender is. So my experience as well, um, for the same work for the same hourly rate, women. I've worked in every job I've worked at has had women and men but working in the same positions women made the same amount or more as the men who of the exact same position same experience and same certifications in fact we were both at the same company in new york we had the same certifications i had a few more certifications i was certified to do more things and i had more years of experience we made the same amount right so at some point you were 50 cents more because you had one more one certificate um, ahead of me and then I got that and then I got the 50 cent raise yep. bonus afterwards. I think you were making either the same amount or more money even though I had more experience at that company, more general experience, a few more certifications, um, but whatever. And, and the same for, for a lot of other industries. Now, what if there were some people who were, who were employers who were sexists, believed that women couldn't do the job as well? Wouldn't they pay couldn't some employers pay women less than men for the same hourly rates? Oh, that would be illegal first of all, because there are laws in place that you can't do that. Am, yeah. I, am I correct? Yeah. In 1963, so this is almost 60 years ago, 57 years ago, a federal law was passed saying it is super federally illegal. And no employer, especially the bigger employers who have a lot to lose and can't afford to get sued for millions or get shut down and have, have bad PR, they would never risk it. It's just not worth risking, even if they were sexists. They would not risk paying a woman any less per hour for the same work as a man would do because it's Ill illegal and it's very easy to show a, a pay stub I'm making $15 an hour the boy makes $16 an hour it's very easy right that's an easy case for, for a prosecutor or for a civil lawsuit um, but there's an even bigger reason and we can go through a lot of statistics and we will but here's the single biggest reason and this goes to supply and demand and competition as we go through the Economics 101 course on libertyblock.com, which is available for free by way of reading our articles and videos, 
you'll learn that the, the most important market forces are competition and supply and demand, and they're all related, of course, and scarcity. And scarcity is essentially the root of, of all economics, right? Um, some people say economics is the study of the allocation of scarce, meaning finite, resources. And that's, that's the technical definition of economics, if you look in the dictionary, is the allocation of scarce resources. It seems weird, but it actually makes sense technically if you look at what technically resources are, the allocation of where to put resources such as money or other resources, or labor, which is a resource, essentially. Um, so the allocation of where they're allocated logistically is the study of economics. Um, so anyway, competition is one of the big factors. And I, I know that everyone, um, pretty much, and everyone understands competition, at least on some level, right? Um, for various things that are more desirable, the more desirable, the more competition, and therefore the, the more valuable it becomes and the more value someone would exchange for that thing. Of course, the more scarce it is, like right now things are more scarce, like toilet paper, and the price went up, right? So because of supply and demand and competition and scarcity, va um, value and prices can go up or down. That is true with products. Like right now, for instance, there's a run on the gun shops. Um, everyone's buying guns because a, a lot of stuff is, is going wacky right now and people are afraid of a lot of stuff, especially with the election coming up in a few days. So because there's increased demand for guns and the supply is either the same or less maybe because of importing uh, materials and, and other um, manufacturing issues, the supply is the same or maybe less and demand is up, therefore the price has gone up because employer, because companies, uh, businesses can charge more money and people are willing to pay more money because of the increased demand and competition. And scarcity. The same is true for labor. So think of just a person who's working. If you are willing to work for a certain amount, you will be paid that amount. No employer is going to pay much more than they have to pay for the bare minimum that an employee would accept. If you are going to start a company, you want to start a brewery? What kind of company do you want to start? You're going to hire some brewers, right? You're going to pay them as little as you can, naturally, because you have to maximize the revenue for the company and minimize expenditures, right? Correct. If you can hire good brewers for 20 bucks an hour, you're not going to pay 700 bucks an hour for brewers because then you wouldn't be able to make a profit and you'd be losing money, right? So it's very simple. Now, you have these brewers that you're looking to hire who are each 20 bucks a piece. Then you find people who are willing to do the same exact brewing. They're identical twins. Of a few brewers that you interviewed, identical twins are willing to work for 30% less, maybe 15 bucks an hour, 16 bucks an hour. You'd hire them, right? If they're the exact identical twins who have the same work ethic, same credentials, right? Of course. Why would you hire the cheaper ones? Because it makes more sense. I would have more revenue coming in. And less expenditures. And less expenditures. And you could reinvest more money into buying more hops or whatever you make beer out of. You could yeah. buy more equipment, spend more money on advertising, uh, profit more, hire more people, and, and do all sorts of uh, R&D, right? So you'd pay... And this is, again, the two sides, we've written about this in articles, the two sides of a, a, a cash flow sheet maybe, or, or ins and outs, expenditures and, and revenues. You want to maximize revenue and, and minimize expenditures, obviously. You want to make a lot of money and spend a little money. That, that's the basics that everyone understands, right? So, the leftist claim, that is not based on logic or facts, the leftist claim is that women currently are willing to and do work for 77% the amount of men, which is 23% less than men do, for the same hourly rate, they think. If that were the case, women would undercut, the economic term is undercut men, because they would be willing to work for less, providing the same uh, effort, the same labor, because it's the same exact job. Women would be willing to work for much less, 23%, which is a lot, 
if that were the case, they would steal all the jobs from men because they would undercut men and no men in the U.S. would have any jobs, literally. Is that the case? I don't think so. Yeah, men have jobs. I'm a man and I have a job, so clearly I'm a, a living proof that men have jobs. Employment numbers for men is right around the 50s percent, just like women. Um, similar numbers. Does that make sense? If women were willing to work for much less, they would take the jobs from the men, and men would lose their jobs, and employers would fire every man and hire every woman because they could get the same labor for their but companies for less money. If this was 70%, what, what was the number? I've seen 77%, I've seen 80 I've seen 49%. Yeah, let's just say 80 I mean, it doesn't really... If that's the case, no one will actually hire guys. Yep. So No employer would hire men. And it's it's... Forget the, the gender thing. If one group of people, be it... Um, is, yeah. Sorry, but this is strictly salary-based, what they're... Um, yes, so the studies the that studies looked at are. this, they, the one, I think it was one big study, just like with the, with the plastic straws. One faulty study, just like Lancet, which obviously got thrown in the garbage, the big Lancet study on, on um, vaccines or whatever, autism. Um, it was one big study, and everything ripples out from that, and then people on the left run with it because it's politically expedient. The one study, I think, looked at annual or maybe even lifetime earnings. Now, on the year, it's not the same as hour. Hourly rate is discrimination. It's legal, and logically, it can't happen. It's a logical impossibility. Annually, yes, men do. If you look at all the statistics, men in general earn more than women. If you look at the whole year together, not just one hour, the whole year or a lifetime. Now, we have there are a few articles. I was going to write one, but... The uh, Foundation for Economic Education wrote such a good article with such good sources debunking these ridiculous claims that I may not have to write one. We can literally read this whole article. I'll link to it in our video description. But they totally destroy the whole premise in so many different ways. There's also um, payscale.com destroys it with some, some good hard data. There are a lot of very, very simple, valid reasons in the data why men make more on the year. Men make more in a lifetime. Throughout a lifetime, imagine I'm working since 18, from 18 years old to 70 years old, or 65. I'm going to make an average of 100 grand a year, so I make uh, four or five million over a lifetime. Let's say I make five million over my lifetime, average salaries of 100,000 or less per year on average my lifetime for, for those 40, 50 working years. That's a man. The average man takes off, I don't know the stats, probably a few weeks in his lifetime due to uh, babies and childcare. Would you agree? Yeah. The average man, mean or median, probably a few weeks. What do you think the average woman takes off? throughout her lifetime due to um, pregnant, having babies, and raising babies? It all depends for, for women who don't, who decide to do not, you know, give birth, they could... But most, most women, I think, do give birth, more than half, I don't know, but a fair amount, right? Well, um, and of those women, they take off in, I don't know, a few years, five, ten years? I wouldn't say five to ten years, because most of, because of, like, how the, the economy is right now, it's... It's really not practical if only one person is working. Yep. So I would say only like a few years. But it's more about like um, after you give birth, you have what, like 12 weeks or so to, for like most family leave or something? I could be wrong. Yep. So there's an interesting graphic here from, and it's all based on the jobs numbers and the, the uh, uh, salaries. From payscale.com, it actually shows the, the growth because from age 22, where most people earn an average of uh, $30,000, $40,000 maybe, um, from age 22, where you don't earn a lot of money, your, your wage grows over the years, naturally, until you're 50, 60, 70 years old. Men and women both grow. In their 20s, 
even according to leftists, Guardian.com, a pro-leftist democratic socialist site, they admit women in their 20s are out-earning their male counterparts. They do, and there are reasons for that too. In the 30s, when a lot of women, again, maybe half, I don't know if it's half or most or, or whatever percentage, but a lot of women do have children. Um, clearly women have children, otherwise society wouldn't have lasted through generations to the next one. Right? But um, in around their 30s, when the average woman has their first kid at around 30, they take off in their final few months of pregnancy, of course, they take off from work, they have a baby, and then at least a few more weeks or months, they have a baby. They raise their baby, so they stay home, so they're working little or not at all, right? It's very simple uh, logic. So if you look at the, the chart here, we'll, put, we'll try to put this chart as an image in the article. It shows the growth, and this is the male and female, women is lighter. They're both growing very, very similar. At around the age of 30, 32, women flatten out and grow a little bit, and then women stop, their wages stop growing at around 38, 40, and they go roughly flat forever. Men, can, their wages continue to grow, and then it slope starts flattening out at around 47 maybe, right? Yeah, well, there's also a choice for some people. Some some women decide to focus on, you know, um, raising their kids. Some mm -hmm. women decide to, like, do part-time jobs, and while some decide to go to their full-time jobs. Yep. So it, it is Absolutely. very... Um, and, and that's the thing. And, and again, it's not necessarily a negative. Financially, it's a negative, but it's, it's priorities. Women in general, and we're going to get to this Harvard study, women in general, when they have free time, they have a day where they can either work or spend time with family. You know, they have those days where you can do overtime or spend time with family. Women are more likely, in the statistics, a lot more likely to choose fam spend time with family with their, with their children, maybe, as opposed to getting a babysitter. And men are more likely to pick up that overtime shift. Harvard did a study, um, and an FE... FEE um, cites this study. The study was done by Valentin Balatni and Natalia Emanuel. And they found, they studied the MBTA, and they, they looked at a whole lot of workers and from 2011 to 2017, and they found that men were, what was it, 84% more likely, twice as likely, almost, to pick up overtime shifts. Women picked up, there, there were lots of women who picked up no overtime ever, never did overtime. Men were almost twice as likely to do overtime shifts, meaning on the year they're going to earn 10, 20, 30 grand more, right? Well, it's also because most of the time um, women are more, um, what do you call this, um, engaged in their kids. Um, yes, they are. And it's not a bad thing. That, that's, that's it's, you know, a compliment to mothers mm -hmm. for being good mothers and present and raising children. And it's also a compliment to fathers. And, and by the way, fathers, as opposed to single men or, or childless men, fathers were even more likely to pick up overtime because they wanted to provide more money for their kids. So it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. The fathers are more likely to work hard and the women are likely to work hard raising children, whereas men work hard by, by um, doing overtime. Yeah. Yeah. So again, if you look at the Harvard study, all the statistics are right here. We'll cite all of these stats. Um, yeah, a whole lot of other studies in this article as well. Now, another very big reason is just job choice. So if you look at, and we've talked about this before a little bit, if you look at uh, choice of degrees, of majors, and, and uh, the job choice, a lot of the highest paying jobs men do uh, to the tune of 70, 80, 90% are men, like loggers, which I think is 98% men. Loggers, which is high paying and very dangerous. I think it's like the most dangerous job, if you look at the list. Um, the most dangerous jobs are also um, logging, maybe truckers, maybe EMS, police, fire, um, and maybe pilot. And again, it's mostly men, almost 100% men in most of those fields. Um, firefighter. I've only heard of one or two females in my life, I think, who are even certified firefighters, right? I know 
one. Yeah, in New Hampshire there are a few who are certified, but but again, it's 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 becoming more common, which is fine. Um, but again, the, the very dangerous and also high paying, high risk jobs, high risk, high reward. You know what high risk, high reward is? Tom Brady, he's a man. He risked it all, and tried to go to the NFL draft, picked in the seventh round, I think, sixth or seventh round, 199th overall. He risked it. They were probably saying, oh, you were picked sixth round. You're not going to be that good. You're pretty unathletic, Tom Brady. Come on. Um, let's just quit the NFL dreams. You're not going to do well. He took a risk, and now he made hundreds of millions, right? So high risk, high reward, and high danger. He's been hitting the head a lot for 20 years, but it pays off, right? So we've talked about risk-reward. One of the factors that goes into how much money you can make is how much you're willing to risk. Luke Bryan risked it all by being a country singer. And he, most country singers don't make a lot of money, right? Most singers doesn't work out very well, right? Uh, but he risked it all, and he made hundreds of millions, right? He makes over 40 million, 40 million a year now. But he risked a lot, right? I'm not willing to drop everything and, and risk five, ten years of touring and studying and working on country music, right? Yeah. So risk and reward is another thing, which again, psychologically, no one disagrees, men are more likely to take risks, for better or for worse. There's a reason our insurance is higher for car insurance, right? More risks and more reward, potentially, and more failures. Most, you know, the almost majority, 90, 98% of men who are homeless and destitute and have done massive failures, big crashes, are men as well. So we take more risks. Not psychological, for better or for worse. Um, from pro athletes to other stuff to spec ops who take ridiculous risks, it's mostly male. It is what it is. I'll be called a sexist for this, but that's fine. But if you look at the numbers, the men just choose, and again, this is free choice. No one's forcing women to not do these jobs. In fact, more women with progressive culture are doing a lot of these jobs, like like firefighter and police and, and EMS and, and maybe even truckers and loggers. I haven't met a female trucker. I think it's mostly male. Um, again, it's somewhat dangerous, somewhat high-paying, but it's a little better paying than some of these jobs. If you look here... Um, you know, school teacher, registered nurse is mostly female. HR is mostly female. Um, you look at the mostly male. Computer systems, project manager, construction, software developer, mostly male, probably increasingly female, though, if it's IT. Um, so, again, all the stats are here. Go to um, BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Go to all these studies. Go to the, uh, you know, look at all the studies. Look at all the statistics on employment, and, and that's what you'll find. The men just happen to choose different kinds of jobs. Everyone likes certain kinds of jobs. Um, and they'll choose what they want to choose. No one's forcing them not to. Some women complain that there aren't enough women in STEM. Who's, no one's stopping you from going to a STEM field. They go into well, arts more. Are, and, the the, the yeah. point is, they are encouraging more people to go to that branch. And giving them, which, yeah. Which is good because, you know, I think not a lot of people get exposed to that, which is why they have, like, a big push for that, which I am in favor of. Right now, do you know if there are more males or females in med school in the U.S.? Med school, I I see predominantly more female. It's more female. Um, yeah, and I think it's also a matter of um, when I see a female doctor, they're m more likely to like. I'm not. I guess I'm being sexist, but like they are more approachable than that of like guys. I'm not saying that not all guys, you know, female dogs. It could be anecdotal in your experience. It could yeah. be true. Um, in, cer in certain yeah. fields, like, you know, OB well, guys. Well, some are more, yeah. <laughs> if you're in OB. Most OBs are Yeah, female, most OBs yeah. are females, Obviously. but there um, are guys. Well, again, okay, no, in all of healthcare, in general, a lot more women are more compassionate. Um, you know, so more compassionate, empathetic, and easier to approach. Um, guys tend to, like, die for pri primary care mm -hmm. doctors, and women tend to like women, I think, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, you know, women could be, could be great doctors, and yeah, you know, right now, the majority of med students, and I think I've seen that that either all or most grad school students are actually female nowadays. There is a big push um, for like um, 
grad school, a lot of females, I know a lot of women have been pushing for higher education, which is great. And most of the time, it equates to a higher paying job, which is why they seek that. All right, anything else that we have to discuss in these articles? Yeah, I mean, we touched on it, but men literally work more hours. If you look at the number of hours men work and the hours and the amount of overtime they work, that all was so much play because overtime is time and a half or double time. The amount of hours you work is means more overall money, more gross income, but it also means you're more likely to get that raise. And then some people might address the more males in management. Yes, they are more focused on careers. They put in the overtime. They pick up the extra shifts. They do those things, whereas women are, again, more likely on the whole, on the net, net the net median or mean to be focused on raising a family. And those are just the statistics and just the fact and the logic. It's very hard. Leftists do argue that, that women don't have babies. That everyone can have babies nowadays. Um, but th that is just the way logic works. And again, the most important thing it's the logic, the facts, the data, the science, the most the most important thing is that women could not possibly do it. They could not possibly work for less than men. They wouldn't be willing to. If they would, they would undercut us. And this is something the right and the left agree on, of under wages being being suppressed. So so I'll give you a quick lesson before we end in a minute, because I have to leave in a minute. But the, the conservatives, very often conservatives who are immigration hawks, complain that um, from South America, a lot of immigrants, forget legal or, or illegal, Immigrants who come in are willing to work because their economy has lower wages. They're willing to work for less money, and they undercut wages and bring wages down because they're willing to work for less, meaning they take the jobs from U.S. workers. And it's a legitimate, you know, legitimate claim, at least in some sense. And so everyone understands this. The right understands this. The left, I think, agrees, and they say, well, the key is more government employment and subsidies and minimum wages. But we both agree it's an issue of suppressing wages. When they come in and they're willing to work for less money, they either take our jobs or we have to compete with them and say, okay, boss, I'll work for less also. Don't fire me and replace me with that guy. I'll also work for three bucks an hour, meaning they're bringing our wages down. So it's a negative competition uh, com com competition um, concept. Make sense? Yeah. Awesome. Anything else we have to discuss before we go? I think that was uh, pretty decent. It's all logical, right? I didn't say anything crazy. Awesome. I think that's pretty much it. Hopefully we'll put out the article and video soon. Until next time, this is Alu and Kate from the Axel Money Podcast on the Liberty Block. Please send us in by comment or message or email your questions and comments. And if you think we're wrong, please tell us. We will publish your article if you write a rebuttal. We'll publish your video if you make a response video. You know we're fair. Thank you very much. Have a good night.